Good evening. Uh, my name is David. Uh, David Hogan. I'm from Mexico. I was originally from Louisiana, but uh, I got called out to do a job, and I'm still on that job. It's been a lots and lots of years, but my employer never has fired me yet. <laughs> so I'm grateful that I'm here because there was a interruption in the flow in the Houston airport. We got stuck on the tarmac a few hours. But we finally got free. So All right, so we, we're coming to you. We just left Belize a couple of days ago. There's an outpouring of the Holy Ghost fire on the Mennonite community in Belize. And so they've, uh, they've invited us to help them with that. And so I accepted. So it's pretty nice. Yep, Belize, you know where that's at? Yes. Central America, right below Mexico, right beside, yeah, to you it's Belize, but it's Belize. It's right beside Guatemala. Guatemala says they own it. Yeah, already got water, right? You all right, come here. This here's my wife. Yeah. We, we've been married a long time. We have completed 51 years. Yep. That's a long time. Fortunately, we still love each other. Don't we? Te amo. You good? You want to say anything? Nope. Nothing? Nope. You can. Say it. I'll back you regardless of what you say. All right. Love you, Mom. So we left Louisiana. We as kids. And uh, so we're not anymore. Okay, so listen. We just spent one of the harder years of our life about the middle to the end of 21 all the way through 22. And then God stepped in and rearranged and got it, it's a lot better. So I wanna not explain to you my woes and miseries, but I do wanna explain to you how staying true to the call of God has fascinating results. Because I've actually been offered quite a few really good jobs that have a lot of money included and a whole lot of perks. But my wife and I, mainly her, have decided that's not for us. 
that we're not going to leave the brothers. You don't understand that term. But last, uh, the end of November, because we stayed true, right? One of, the, one of the works that we lost, works to us is churches. So a group of works, churches, left us about 10, 11 years ago. They came back uh, at the end of November. And it, it's, it's not often you'll hear a person make this statement, but we picked up about 30,000 Converts in one phone call. It's a big deal. But it has to do with staying faithful and not being taunted by negativity. Because the idea, the plan, the scheme is for you to fail. I can't let you do that. I've got to stand my ground, hold my line, and be faithful so I can be a good example. But I didn't know that meant I could, re, I could reclaim territory that was lost and be such a large income. That's a pretty good sized city, isn't it? 30,000. Weird. That's one church. Well, a group of churches. So, I, I want to I start. I wanna, first of all, let me say thank you to Ms. Hogan, my family, the part of my family that came. Um, I, I want you to understand that there's, there is, There's a really good opportunity for you. In all of this chaos and hate and wars and rumors of wars that's out there, it could get a little bit depressing if you let it, let it happen to you. It could. If that's what you believe, it could. But I, I need you to let Jesus touch you today. So, try to remember there's a couple of things I want to say. Most important was introducing Miss Hogan to you. Because I like her. I really do. You know, I don't even know why. She's just, I guess I'm supposed to. Uh, I'm married to her. <laughs> But I've noticed that a lot of people who are married, they don't even like each other. But she's a nice person. You're welcome, Mom. So I mean it. I don't give a flip about their opinion. And so, uh, but I want to tell you, I was in this conference the other day, it was a few weeks ago, one of our places, bigger work, lots of people, 
People seem to think numbers make you successful, and I don't believe that at all. God liking you makes you successful. And if God likes you and you believe that, you probably will have a few numbers around. But I, was, I, was, I met this guy. Like I was in this real tense. It was a hard meeting. You know, it wasn't fun. That's all I do anymore is solve problems, right? You stay long enough, you, you the guy they think knows. So I'm in this meeting and it's tense and this guy walks up. He is oblivious to the meeting. And he goes, are you David? I said, I am. My mama gave me that name. He said, I thought you'd be dead by now. I said, lots of people believe that. But I'm healthy I'm alive. I'm 71 years old, and Tuesday, I'm running a marathon number 58. Of course, all you younger people, you can, you can outrun me first 10 or 15 miles, but all of a sudden, you're going to hear the gravel crunching, and it's that old slow guy with the big beard. And he gonna go by you laughing at you. <laughs> so, it's gonna happen in Jesus' name. So, <laughs> I'm trained up for it, I'm ready. So, this guy says to me, I really thought you'd be dead by now. I said, well, fortunately for me, I'm not even though I do believe in heaven and it seems like it might be a better, a better response. He goes, do you know how I remember you? I said, I don't have a clue. I don't even know you. He said, but you do know me. He said, it was just 38 years ago. See, when you, when you stay the course, what you're telling the world is you're believing Jesus through time. You hear me? And you're not being affected by distractions. Even though they do bother you. They affect you. You have to decide not to be distracted. Okay? I'm really giving you some good advice here. And so, I want to tell you this. This is pretty awesome. I didn't even remember it till he told me. But I used to go to this church, and the only way you can get there is swim this big river. And fortunately, I'm a good swimmer, so I'd swim the river. And when the river was low, there would be people in a little boat that would paddle you over if you had some money. And, but 
I normally didn't because we didn't have money, did we, Mom? All we had was each other. Seemed to have worked out. Because money comes and goes, but Miss Hogan seems to stay put. And so when I had a peso, which is in those days, that was 40 cents U.S. So, because it was a little bit stronger than three pesos to the dollar. So it was around 40, 35 cents maybe. But I didn't have it. Because if I had money, I put it in food for the kids. So that don't make sense to your world. You'd say, why do it? Well, because I was invited by the Holy Ghost. An audible voice asked me to. And I said, okay. And y'all don't know about that audible voice, but I'm gonna help you with it. Cause he gonna come in here and touch you. Cause he is powerful. That's the stuff we've been singing. It's, it's literally real. And so he says, one day you came and we beat you and put you in jail. And I looked at him. I said, I remember that. So y'all don't understand that part because y'all don't know my background because I haven't told you, but I was a bad guy, gang member, gun-toting fella, and I would shoot you. Yep. But then Jesus touched me and changed that. I do not have my gun. <laughs> and I know you want soft and comfy, but I'm going to just go ahead and tell you what the truth is. Truth is, humans are a basket case. And they really need God to fix them. And so I came there, they put me, they beat me up, put me in jail and that. God, that made me mad, y'all. I apologize that I didn't, I love you, spit blood, spit blood. I love you. I didn't think like that personally. I know you probably would but I haven't seen you out there teaching me because you're busy being awesome. But there's another awesome as well. And it don't have to do with y'all's big city here. It has to do with the power of God. It does. And so they let me go finally and I didn't fight them because y'all's religious attitude says I'm not supposed to fight my enemies, I'm supposed to love them. But somebody cuts you off on the turnpike and you curse them out and try to run them down. 
so I need you to practice what you're going to preach to me, okay? Thank you. So I kept going back, and the last time I went back, they said to me, you come back, we're going to kill you. And so I gave them a date and a time. So if your hate is so awesome, I just need to see if it's powerful enough. Don't I? And so I did, I went back. And they did, they grabbed me. And I thought, well, this is it. But that wasn't what it was for. The boat guy, he come up to me and he says, look here, he said, uh, last time you was here, we beat you up pretty good, right? Yep. He said, we threatened you. You did. He said, what made you come back? I said, because God invited me. And I, you don't know anything about him. You just hate. You're full of hate. And I can't say as I love you because y'all beat me up last time. I want to try to love you as an enemy, but you're making it difficult. <laughs> Is honesty okay? I know you prefer that. So I'll go ahead and be honest. He said, didn't you tell us that your God raises the dead? I said, yes, he does. I did tell you. He said, well, and now they got a hold of me. It's like three on each arm and they're very serious about it. And I was thinking it was for chopping my head off with a machete. But it was because they wanted me to do something. Now, the oddest thing, last time I'm there, they, won't, they beat me up and put me in jail and they threatened me with, with death. But this time, they got a hold of me and they said, there's been a little boy die. And we need you to help us. I said, y'all are confusing. Last time I was here, your hate was pretty aggressive. And it was because of my color. It was because of my tribe. You, Americans. It was. And it was also because they believe in witchcraft and not in, they don't want Jesus. And I looked at the boat guy and I go, are you for real? He said, would you please let us take you? We really need you to help us. And I'm just looking at him. This is so 180 from where we was last month. You need to believe God can turn your world around. I need you to hear me, all right? So they took me, I followed, I went with them. I was pretty much a prisoner, so. I went with them, they bring me in this hut and it's full of people and there's a little boy laying there. They said, we've been waiting on you. We, we thought you'd probably keep your word and come. The little boy's been dead for three days, now get him back to us. 
He said, now we got witch doctors here and stuff. What kind of help do you need? I said, I don't need no witch doctor. Because they believe in the devil and I believe in Jesus. And they're cowards to me. Because I'm not a cow. And he said to me, please, it's my nephew. I said, all right, can I reach in my, my morale? It's a bag. It's not a backpack. It's a, I said, can I get my Bible? They said, what's a Bible? <laughs> See, here where you live, y'all fight over the color of carpet and steeples and what kind of cross to put in your church. You think that's high value. But I think the word of God is high value. That's what I think. And I'm not gonna back away from that. And so he goes, it's okay with us. So I pull out the little Spanish 1960s version of the Reina Valera. And I just started reading the Bible to them. And they're just looking at each other and looking at me. <laughs> and they said, it's just words. I said, it is. You're right. But to whoever believes, it is the salvation of God. And I am that person. And they go, which God? I said, well, that's the problem. I'm here to tell you there's only one. And you're worshiping the wrong one. They said, what are we going to do? I said, you're not going to do anything. This is my job. They said, how many times have you ever seen this happen? I said, well, not very many. But I have seen it once. They said, for real? I said, yeah. So I laid the Bible on this little boy on his chest just laid it up there and was reading it to the people. And we started praying, or I did, started praying. And they asked me, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to find out what language is gonna work. Because I was praying in English, Spanish, Indian, tongues, and it didn't seem like none of them were going to work. And so I quit reading the book, the Bible, closed it, and just said, God, please, this would be such a great opportunity for you to help me. <laughs> uh, seems like uh, you should have somebody on the job and bells are going off in heaven. Help this guy. And so nothing happened. 
So then the witch doctor stands up and he got hostile with me. They always do because they're cowards, like I told you. Because they are. They're very vicious. They, they weld power uh, with fear. But they're devils. And they're nothing to fear. Jesus is king. <laughs> and I know most of you in this room are so educated you don't believe any of this stuff exists anymore. You, my friend, have been deceived. So, isn't that weird? I can sit here and tell you that and you don't even react to me. That's weird. You don't sit there and burn. But yet you believe in the power. So do I. It's a different kind of power. So, his witch doctor says to me, you know, you pretty much have to do this. I said, I can't do it. Never could. And here I am now, way down the road, and I'll tell you, none of you can do it. Only God can do it. Only God is a life giver. Any of you can take life, but you can't give it. Told you. Believe and hope the anointing is intact. I'm right. So, he said, now if you don't do this, we're going to have to kill you. I said, light it up. I was thinking that's going to happen. That's why I came to see if we could get this going. He said, how long do we wait? I said, I don't have any experience with this. I don't have any clue to tell you. I've only seen it once and it was pretty quick. But this has been a while. It don't seem like it's working the same. He said, okay. So he comes over there and we're standing there together, side by side, watching the dead kid, me and the witch doctor. And that is the weirdest most uncomfortable environment because I pretty much need God to heal that kid or I'm probably going to die. And Ms. Hogan will never find me. No way she'd ever know where I'm at. So what happened was simple. Just all of a sudden, the little boy, the dead one, three days, the little boy coughed. Yeah. It really does happen like that. He just... <coughs> and when he did, me and the witch doctor were backing up. Because there there's no understanding. I don't have it understood. It doesn't... 
enter my mind that it's possible to raise the dead yet. And I've seen a lot of them. Every time it's astounding. Because death is so definite. But God is stronger than definite. Yeah. And so the little kid raises up, right? And he's looking around and all these people's looking at him and he don't get it. So he starts crying. And so his mama rolls up on him and he goes, I'm hungry. She says, we have some frijoles y tortillas. They brought him some beans and uh, tortillas. And so we're all, me and the witch doctor, we're all just watching the kid eat. Because what, what those stories in the Bible that you read don't talk about these kind of specifics. Like, what do you do the next hour now? <laughs> what is the format? How do we, what's the protocol after somebody raises from the dead? How do you let everybody understand well, you don't, you just stand there and you're just as big eyed as they are <laughs> because God's power is amazing to humans. And it's so elusive is why you have all these religions haunting you. Men's rules step in to make up the slack of what can't happen. But all I know to say is the witch doctor, he watched that kid for a couple hours and he says to me, what'd you say the name of this God is? I said, his name is Jesus. And he said, he said to me, he said, how come you know him? I said, I'm fortunate. I, he 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 come and got me, and he hired me to do this. He gave me salvation, and 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 I took it, and included in it is his daddy's power. And because of that, now I can do this, but it's not me doing it. I'm just the guy y'all like to beat up. <laughs> but I'm harder to kill. He said, we've recognized that. <laughs> I said, well, it's not my fault, any of it. I just am doing what I'm told. See, that's where the obedience is better than sacrifice comes in. And I know when you don't see it, you get confused and disappointed and you quit. But I'm asking you not to. I'm asking you to keep walking whether you see anything ever or not. That's what I'm asking you. And he said to me, do you remember that day? And I'm looking at him, dude, of course I remember that day. I'm standing there with a threat of death on me and Yep, I remember. He said, well, we all got born again that day. And we still are. He said, but we've run out of people to evangelize. There's nobody left 
Everybody got saved now. That's a legit problem. So I wanted to tell you that because I, I was telling them over there a while ago that every time I go to service, which is every day nearly, uh, I, I, two things happen. People get saved. And then somebody walks up to me with the exact same story that that guy had. Because I didn't know that if you stayed the course long enough, the lapse of time behind you would catch up with you. And victory is resounding around you every day. So I need you to not quit. I need you to keep walking. Okay? Because other people's lives are literally in your hands. If you can believe God, it may be one neighbor. You may live a whole lifetime to see one neighbor, or you may live a whole lifetime to see a whole nation saved. I mean, I don't know your plan. I just know you got one. And I would suggest you do it. That's all, just suggestion. Because God wants to touch everybody. Because I'm, I'm viewed as unique. A fluke. One of a kind. That's a lie. I am one of the sons of God. So, I wanted to tell you that. On purpose. Because to me, I like that. I like, I like still being in the same position I was when that happened. When he finds me again, I'm in the same position. Doing the same job. Yes, it does get mundane and boring. Yes, it does get old. Yeah, it does. I don't like it because so many people hate me. But I have grown to get used to it. That's why I can take your red faces. Because I don't give a flip. Hear me? Anger don't kill me. I am a son of God. You hear me? Okay. So, I wanted to tell you that about that little boy because that just impressed the fire out of me. That all them people are saved and there's none of their family members left anymore. Isn't that an awesome thing? And I didn't have a lot to do with it. I did drop a little blood here and there and I did exhaust a whole lot of calories going and getting these people up in the mountains. I did that and burn all the money we had and burn us to the ground and a few things. But it's God that gives the increase. Sure is. And now, <clears throat> there's such an ominous energy fixing to hit us. It's so big and authority is so great 
That's what all the upheaval is against Christianity for because somebody knows it's coming besides the good guys. That's why I need you to stake the stand and hold it. So let's do a Bible verse so y'all can feel like this is a church or something. Because <laughs> it's, it's the only way you're going to escape from this energy is to get mad enough to go through those doors you came through and leave. I don't care one way or another. I used to, when I was young, thought it was my responsibility to try to talk everybody out of going through those doors. Now it's my responsibility to talk you into leaving, if you will. Because I need you to want Jesus because you want him. Not because somebody trying to teach you some kind of religion and talk you into something you don't want. You need to want Jesus because... Something is drawing you to him. I'm 71 years old. Been married for 51 years. And a few days ago, I just went 1,000 miles on a KTM 890 dirt bike in the mountains. Look at me. Miles. Preaching two times a day. Moving with the wind. Gosh, nice, y'all. Following me is 25 young men with the standard raised. And I will give them something to follow. I'll raise their banner so high they'll think they never can reach it. But if they keep walking, they will. You hearing advice after advice, are you? Okay. So let's go over here in the Old Testament to Psalms. Hey, the baby woke up. Here, I should introduce her, shouldn't I? Here, let me see. This is my great-granddaughter. Hey, hey, come here. Just see Papa just a minute. Look at this little doll. And she's a Mexican. <laughs> it's true. She was born in Tampico, Tamaulipas. Look at all the people. What do you make of it? Huh? <laughs> yeah. You see mom? That's about much talking as she does. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. So let's go to Psalms number 20. I really need you to let yourself be touched by the fire of the Lord. See, I got myself into this pickle because I won't bow, you know? I just absolutely refuse to be okay 
with deleting Jesus out of the Bible and sin and hell and a few things. I believe it's real. But I also believe he is. And so I was, it was complicated, right? So I'm, I get up early, y'all don't want to hear it. I know you don't. But I get up every day but between 4 and 4.15, every day. Every day, 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 every day. It's so annoying to wake up early. And I turn my Bible on immediately. And I listen to the word of God every day like an insane human being. I drive you loony with it. But the results speak for themselves. So, And so this, I was talking to heaven one morning, just me. Most of the time, when you get up that early, you're alone. And so I'm in there and I'm asking heaven, telling him, complaining, I guess, about these dilemmas I find myself in that have no way out. Or it's like a, some sort of a maze. I can't get out of it. And I know the end results is wanting me to fail. But I can't allow that. So the way you don't allow it is you seek God. You call on his ability and his mercy, his grace, his anointing, his love. And I do it every day because I'm very capable of some mistakes, just like you. I'd just soon not do that, thank you. I'd rather make good decisions. And so, I got no answer. I hardly ever do. You'd think God would send one of these glowing beings down, throwing fairy dust around, and speak to me like on the cartoons. It don't work like that. They don't for me. But then two days later, I, I wake up at two o'clock in the morning instead of four. And I said, I was all right with four. <laughs> so I go and sit in my chair, got my Bible going, and that's when it came. Y'all, I got a download and an upgrade. Sure did. I'm so grateful for that. And this chapter right here is the beginning of the download, Psalms 20. I was writing absolutely as fast as I could, trying to take it because it comes so fast and it's so much information, it's this vast thing, when it does come, it's pretty powerful. So let's look at this just for a minute. Because I got a little old video I want to show you. It's a couple
going to touch your heart pretty good, it's, and it's not my fault. But I was there. But my boss is the one that does this stuff. It says, verse 20, is amplified okay, Brother Daniel? Thank you. It says, may the Lord answer you. Say, that's what I want. I want to answer. Because I know, I know whether you believe like I do or not, that's not the value. The value is we're looking for answers. All of us are. We have an insatiable desire for information and more. It just won't quit. Here I am, 71, been married 51 years, and I'm driven like a madman. It's just something God wants to do. I got to figure it out. So I need an answer. Say it, me too. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Say, day of trouble? Get out of the way. I need my answer. So I got one. This is one of the answers for me. And I'm grateful for it because it really did relieve me. It relieved me. I was, there was a little bit of stress. My wife was actually checking my blood pressure about every third day because I was spiking a little bit because this thing is naughty around me. And as soon as I got this download and went through the whole thing, because it takes a few hours to go through all these chapters, something happened to me. My blood thing, my pressure went, and my wife says, thank you for finding the answer. I need you to find the answer. There's an answer for you. All of you. Because I know you, you're complicated. You're just troublemakers. You just are. And we need to, we need to let God touch us, okay? I need you to let God, I need more of myself and you, you hear the dead are raised, and they are. It's a lot of them. We have some fresh news that just happened, and maybe I'll tell you, maybe I won't. But we have, God, we're, we're making headway against witchcraft, and we're making headway against cartels. We're making headway against cancer. We're making headway, headway. People are being healed all over the place. This COVID thing. It's beautiful. And all the variants. It's just, it's just nice. It really is. So I need you to say it with me. Lord Jesus, please answer me. That's not that hard to say, is it now? Now look what it says. May the name of the God of Jacob set you up on high and defend you. Say it with me. Jesus, I asked you to pull me out of the clay. Set my feet on the rock and defend me in Jesus' name. Shatalabata. 
See, I'm defended. See, you know, I'm not going to tell you, but I am defended. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I'm defended. I've had some pretty good opposition lately, and it's just been wiped. <laughs> and I'm just looking at it because I'm the same guy. I'm the same troublemaker, same noisy person from Louisiana. But the God of Jacob comes to our rescue. He defends us and sets us up. It's him, y'all. Okay? I'm telling you, I'm coming to you from the, from the jungle. Uh, I've spent lots of days this year out, out living in huts, uh, lots. And, and you see, I've been traveling since four o'clock in the morning. And I'm, look at me. Look how much energy. Look at me. <laughs> I'm not sick. I don't take meds. <laughs> I haven't been to a legit doctor in 25 years. And you know your doctor more than you know your spouses. <laughs> now, I disagree with you. Can you tell yet? I need you to call on the God of Jacob. I need you to let him touch you. I, I need that. I'm not bowing from that. I'm not backing away from that. I know many of you sitting right in here, you have tried, you have picked up your shield of faith, drawn the sword of the spirit, put on your helmet of salvation, loins girt about with true feet, shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, put on a breastplate of righteousness, and you sit and prayed for hours on end and lost. And for whatever reason you think you're not worthy, you think you did something wrong, you take the responsibility and the blame, and I'm here to alleviate and tell you that's not your responsibility to take that. Your responsibility is to call on the God of Jacob and he's his responsibility is to lift you high and defend you. Hearing me or not hearing me? Okay, so that's what we're gonna do, okay? And I'm not gonna back away from it. The results, a three-day dead baby boy getting up. The results, I'm going to show you in a minute. We battled cancer, breast cancer in this lady five years. And you're fixing to watch her ring the bell of victory. We won. Now, that's not often, but it's today. Verse 2. Send you help. Say it with me. Send me help, God, from the sanctuary. See, you don't, you don't need me. I'm not a priest. I'm not a priest. You live around me long enough, you'll find out, you'll even wonder if I'm even saved. 
I'm a human. I don't believe like you do. I don't believe in works. I believe in Jesus. I do my best to do good works. Sometimes it don't work out. So, send me help from the sanctuary. Look, look what it says. And, that's what it says in Amplified. And support. Say, I want support. All kinds of support. In every different segment of life, I want support. In Jesus' name. In the Amplified, it says, I want, it says, send me refreshing. I need you to call on refreshing. Say it. Because I believe it's Acts 3. It says times of refreshing will come. I need refreshing. Say it. And today would be awesome. Go ahead and say it. See, you can only hold pretenses so long and then you're going to make a mistake. You're going you're to lash out. I don't have that problem with pretenses much. That's why I don't have very many friends because I'm too honest. I don't hide it. If I got it in me to say it, I say it and I live with it. And that causes trouble. It does. That's why I need refreshing, I need support, I need help from the sanctuary. And a couple other things we got going here. Refreshing strength, say strengthen me. From Zion. See, those things are readily available to us, y'all. They are. And yet you believe because somebody's grandpa had certain set of rules and you can't never live up to them that you are not okay with being blessed by God. Well, grandpa's wrong. Jesus is right. I, uh, my mama's nearly, she'll be 100, I don't know, this year maybe. I think she's 100 years old and I support my mom, take care of her, help my family. We. She's not in the nursing home. We take care of her. And it's hard. It's, it is. But it's what we do. We need refreshing. We need support. We need help. And it doesn't seem like we're working it out, the sequence right. To get that, even though we hit the switch, it don't come on. And we blame the devil, ourselves, our family, obstacles. If I was you, I'd relax. Just chill out a minute. Just stop. Don't throw accusations. Just sit down and call on the God of Jacob from his holy hill of Zion. And quit trying to work your way into something you can't buy. It takes mercy. Hello? Y'all with me? Or did I lose all of you already? 
Verse three, remember all your offerings and accept your burnt offering. See, that's what you want. You want your giving up, like I've given up a lot. I had a really good job here in the United States. Uh, 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 how long have we been in Mexico? 45, 46 years ago. I was making $5,800 a month. I was a kid. My take home every month was $5,800. I don't think any kid should get that, even though it's not as much now. But still, I was a good hand, and they paid me for it. I mean, I gave that stuff up and went, went to preach the gospel. That's a sacrifice. We lost her mama, my wife's mother, in the deal we didn't have a grandma on one side of the family for 27 years because we got born again. It's a sacrifice. It's an offering. And I don't talk about all this much because it esteems people and that's not what we want. We want Jesus raised. But at the end, she came back. She she was in a coma and uh, two or three incurable diseases in intensive care in a hospital and she started calling my wife's name. <laughs> God is so tricky, sneaky. The woman that hated us is calling for her. And one of, this other, one of her sisters heard it and called her up on the phone and said, mom's calling for you, but she's in a coma. So I come in from church one night and my wife's sitting there with the women look. Y'all all have the look, ladies. You should disguise it more. Change it up some. But it seems like when you want something done, there's a certain look you take. And I said, what do you want, lady? She said, I got your favorite meal. Won't you come eat? I, oh, Seems like y'all would come up with some new tactics. Like you can't read that. I ate my meal though. I took, I took it. She said, I need your help. I said, deal. I don't care what it is. I'll fix it for you. But I do thank you for the meal anyway. She said, it's my mama. I said, oh. I said, it's a trap. If that woman's involved, it's got something to do with hate. She says she's dying. She's in a coma. She's got, I don't know, some incurable diseases. And there's no cure. I said, fine, I'll take it. Let's go get her. So we did. Doctors wrote her off. There's no, there's no cure. So they wrote, signed papers and gave her, gave her to us. And I took them. I took it. Put her in our house. One month went by and the lady's totally healed. Wear it up. And God turned hate into joy and love. Hallelujah. Yep. 27 years is a spell of somebody to hate you. 
But it just took one phone call and my wife said, would you help me, David? I said, sure. It's not because we're good people, it's because it's right to do. There's a difference. I'd never say we was good. I might say she is, but I'm not. That lady got healed, y'all, and we offered to build her a house and take care of her. And so she wanted to go back to where she was from, and so we paid her bills for her and took care of her. Weird, huh? We got this, you hear me? They can't hate us enough. Love wins. Every time. The power of God does not fail. Your sacrifices, listen to what it says again. Remember all our sacrifices and offerings, except our burnt offerings. Say it with me. God, you know what we've been sacrificed for you. You know it, God. Please accept it as holy. Please redeem. I want to redeem. Give me a coupon. I want to redeem it. Help! So, let's keep going here. Verse five. We will shout. Say, yes, I will. Yes, I will. See, because when, when hate is applied from the right direction, you, will, you won't shout. You will turn on it and meet it with the same resistance it's putting on you. That's called hate as well. I can't let you do that. I can't. Can't do it. You have to do Matthew 5. You just have to love your enemies. Bless those that despitefully use you and hate you. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't write it. I just try to obey it. And I do find it taxing here and there. Being a human, I'm telling you, it's a basket case, I'm telling you. But we can work through this with the power of the Holy Ghost. Say it, I wanna shout. We will shout triumph at your salvation and victory. Say, I want it. Salvation, come to me. Victory, you are mine. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. See, I go to the Walmart store sometimes, right? And it's so full of people. You, like all these little buggies. You, oh my God, I'm gonna be here an hour checking out. Then that's when you turn on this worship and praise. You just start praising God. And people respect it so much. They move and let you go number one. I'm right about this. 
And, you know, and so, or else I go up to the front and I'm so tired of waiting, I get bored. And I tell the person checking them out, look here, all of these buggies are on my bill. And I just sit there and watch the numbers go by. And at the end, we pay it and go home. Takes away the boredom. (laughs) You need to find ways to show the love of God to people who hate you. Okay. Hmm. I want you to look at the end of verse five. In the Amplified, it says, may the Lord, the God of Jacob, okay, fulfill your petitions. Say, that would be helpful. Say it. So we ask for it in Jesus' name. Say it. We ask the Lord God holy to fulfill our requests, our petitions. God, I need help. Please hear my cry. That's right. I need to to encourage you. I need you to want this. I need you. My job is, it's easy to me to get people raised from the dead and get people healed. To me, the way I view life now, I used to struggle with it, but I don't anymore. My problem is you. You, you, you say you believe, but you just sit there like knots on a log. You, you got this great worship music, and you go, yay, God. And then when you walk outside, you're just a cigarette-snuffing little knucklehead. <laughs> you're just a basket case. I need to convince you that smoking will kill you. Stop it. Okay. Jesus is king. I'm trying to convince you of that. Hear me? It's difficult. You're difficult. You think you're awesome. Now, probably the odds are high that you are. But that's limited. That, That has a shelf life. You're going to go out of date in a minute. And then what you going to have then? You need to choose something that don't have a shelf life like an eternal God. All right. So it says in verse six, now I know that the Lord saves. Say yes. And he saves his anointed. Say, that's all I need to be is anointed. There you go. Lord Jesus, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's not money, it's not intellect, it's not looks, it's not lack of looks. 
It's not lifestyle, place you live, country you live in. It's not any of those things. It's the anointing. That's what we need because the Lord saves his anointing. Say, I want to be anointed. I don't want to be a knot on a log somewhere. I want to be part of the solution. In Jesus' name. I'm telling you, one of my favorite things that happened to me, I was coming back from Australia and I had worked 40 days over there in Australia. Uh, I was tired. I was going to get on that long haul flight from, uh, from Sydney to Los Angeles. And I wanted to sleep. And so I was in, they always bumped me up because I got so many miles. They put me up there where the, where the thing lays down and you can sleep. And I liked that. <laughs> but they took my bed from me and so that annoyed me. Just like it would you. It's annoying being a human and not getting your way. So we had a little fussy thing go on, right? Well, they're not going to budge for you. They don't care what you think. So they put me back there in the back where the chickens are. Golly, I was annoyed. Man, I've been working for God all this time, and now I got this took away from me. Now I'm back here with all the chickens. And all they do is cluck, 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 cluck. Noisy bunch of knuckleheads. And I'm pretty mad. So I'm sitting there sold up. And my wife is with me and she's the kind person. The understanding one. And she's trying to talk to me softly. And I'm just looking at her, dude. Enough with that niceness. I have been evilly treated here. I have the right to be hostile. She said, no. What you're going to do is you're going to live what you preach. And I turned, my hostility went toward her now. (laughs) Is honesty okay or y'all need me to embellish it for you. The reason we get along is because we're honest with each other. That's the, be- that's the only policy, y'all. So I'm not kidding you. I got on that thing and I was sitting there and she's talking to me softly and golly, I don't want to hear her nonsense. Except it's not nonsense. Because we're about... Four hours in and I'm still, I got so much anger, I, I'm gonna, that'll sustain me all the way to Los Angeles. <laughs> of course, y'all have never experienced that, I know. <laughs> and so, all of a sudden, the dude in front of me, cause it, you know, back there with the chickens, you got about this much space. <laughs> I mean, he's right, I'm big. And them chairs are like for not big people. 
And all of a sudden, this dude starts, do you understand, bucking? Seizure. And I mean, it's bang, hit me in the face. Oh, dude, are you serious? I told my wife, look at this. I know, that's what she said. You need to get kicked. Because my wife said, told you. You got to fix this. I said, I ain't fixing nothing. And that guy, all of a sudden, bells are going off, lights come on. Everybody on the jet except the pilots, maybe they, maybe they was there, I don't know, it was a bunch of people with uniforms. And they got two or three doctors that were on the plane and they pronounced him dead in the chair in front of me. And my wife just goes, told you. <laughs> and my wife says, do your job. I said, woman, you about this far from sitting by yourself. <laughs> and then my wife, just the pleasant person she is, just reaches up and touches the wife of the dead guy. Imagine the gall of that woman over there. She touched that lady. She says, my husband raises the dead. She said, can he pray for your husband? Now you got doctors, you got the whole uniformed staff standing there, every light there is on the plane is on. And I looked at her, I said, I will not. And the woman says, yes, please. And my wife goes, ta-da. I said, are you? And look, I know in your world, you have to feel some, some spiritual hype uh, to get something from God or some, some prophet has to waltz up on you with them funky eyes. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, uh, sister. <laughs> you the one sitting on the front. It ain't my fault. <laughs> and, and you, you got to feel Okay, hang on, I'll get it. I'm gonna feel like raising it. Well, if you're gonna feel it, when's it gonna happen? Because we've been waiting for you to raise the dead for a while. I need you to understand it's never you. I was out of order. You hear me saying it out of my own mouth? And my wife was as calm and the stewardesses were calm with me and all of that. It was beautiful, all of that. I was not beautiful. I was pretty ugly. Not, I didn't say a whole lot. I just kept my mouth shut, looking at everybody with that Louisiana look. If you don't know what that is, go to a swamp down there and meet one of those river rats and you'll figure it out. That's me. And so... I said, boy, 
I was just looking at my wife. Then now it's the lady said yes. And the doctors are looking at me. And the, the, the uniform company hands. So I stood up. I said, excuse me. I believe that Jesus is king. Now, I was just as mad probably as I could be. And I didn't want anything to do with any of this stuff. I, all I wanted to do was lay down and sleep for a few hours. But see, God, I know you think you have to feel it, and it does help if you can. It makes you feel better emotionally. That's all you're doing is an emotion. This thing with God is real. And your emotions don't have a whole lot to do with it. Now, I'm telling you, it's got to do with the name of Jesus and the word of God. This has to do with God's, his plan was at play and I couldn't see it, she could. And then when that man kicked off in front of me, I mean, I stand up and I look at him, dude, he's, he, I mean, they are, he, they right. I'm not a doctor, but I'm a good great grandpa. And that, that dude's dead. And that woman's crying and she's just telling me, help us. And my wife's going, do your job. <laughs> and the doctors are going, this is impossible. This is foolish. And, and the, the, the air stewardesses are all going, we don't know if we should allow him or not. Fortunately, we were in international water, so I was safe. <laughs> From all of your laws and your religious rules, 40,000 feet in the air, I ain't, I'm above all y'all's junk. Yeah. And y'all, I'm not kidding you. I, I turned and looked at those doctors. I said, look, I've been coerced into this. They took my first class seat. I'd have never known it happened. I said, but now, your science can't do it. Now, I know one thing about it. My God can. Now, whether he just trying to teach me a lesson or... Maybe we're going to teach you. I don't know who's getting the lesson here. <laughs> but I am past caring about any of you. I don't have my first class seat no more, so I'm past everything. And that, y'all, I'm not kidding you. This is not my fault. I done told you how much of a failure I can be and how off I was with, with my humanity. And I reached over there and touched that guy and started praying for him. You know, I decided if I'm gonna be put on the spot, let's make it bright. <laughs> In a public thing, nobody's a believer but me and my wife that I know about put my hands on this dead joker. I don't know anything about him. And it ain't my fault, but I'm telling you about 40 minutes into it, whack! He coughs. <laughs> Took a big old breath, and I go, no way. Are you serious right now? You, you go, 
I said to the wife, you happy? She said, thank you. And I turned to her. I said, you happy? She said, yes. And I said, I am. Because I'm still not happy. That's not first class. And here's where you call, you judge me and call me a brat. And it's all right, I was. You're completely right. And the doctor, he said to me, I've been a doctor for 35 years and I've never seen that before. And I said, Doc, look at me. It ain't my fault. There is a God. And he is real. I said, now I wasn't in the right mind in my opinion to be doing this kind of work. But God loves us anyway. All of us, including you, Doc, you saw it with your own eyes and you'll never escape it. He said, we checked him out. He's all right. I said, ain't my fault. And okay, so things come back down and we make it to Los Angeles, chickens and all. I know I'm stressing that humanity a little bit for you, but you got to understand because that's who you are. And you believe that's in the way. No, that's not in the way. What's in the way is your belief in the name of Jesus. You got to believe what the Bible says about it. There is not power in the authority that's above the name of Jesus. And that includes death. You hear me? All right, so we get to Los Angeles and, and people are, you wouldn't believe how much space I'm getting. I mean it, I mean they were scared of me now. And I'm getting my backpack like I always do and I'm just looking at them, what the? And they're letting me go. I mean it. And then that guy stands up. He turns around. He said, I think I know you. I said, no way. Where are you from? He said, San Jose. I said, I don't know anybody in San Jose. He said, ain't you that dead razor preacher? <laughs> yes. He said, my wife told me what you did. I want to go on record and tell you, we also believe that Jesus is king. So I apologize about being a human. I am working on getting over that. But I am right now not successful. I'm still a human. And I want you to realize that that's what makes it so powerful is our humanity and his love for us and it working through us. That's amazing. You hear me? He loves us, I tell you. Jesus loves us. Weird. Not very many other people do, but Jesus does. And I just was walking off there, and I mean, I'm walking out the door trying to get shed of them chickens. And the pilot, the head pilot, stops me. You know how on long haul flights they stop at the door and 
tell you thank you for flying with them and thank you we're safe and all that. Well, I get off, I'm going trying to get out of there and the guy says, excuse me, named my seat number to me. I said, yeah, that's me. What do you need, sir? He said, Kane says, I've ever heard what you did. I said, I'm gonna tell you up front, I didn't do it, Captain. I was just a mad guy that y'all stole my seat. But I was in the right place at the right time and my God loves you that you don't have this on your record. And he loves me and the people that got helped. I said, it's a big plan. It's a scheme of things. He said, I just want to say thank you for your bravery and your courage and your faith. Dude, that's a, that's a compliment. Hear me? So I didn't deserve it. Of course I don't. But Jesus is king. There you are. All right. All right, let's do this. Verse seven, and we'll go to the video and then we quit. We okay, Brother Daniel? You okay? All right. Some trust in chariots. There's your vehicles and your houses and your stuff. And some in horses. That's strength and abilities and gifts and on and on. But not us. Even though we're human and we make mistakes and get mad because they took our first class seat, we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Are you with me or not with me? I need you to understand that I'm not giving you a ticket to be a human. I'm giving you a ticket to love Jesus. You being a human will uh, take care of itself. You're a human. You can't get away from that. So some trust in chariots and trust in and boast of chariots and some in horses, but we will. Say, I will. I will. Trust in. Say, I will trust. I will trust. And boast of the name of the Lord our God. They are bowed down and fallen. Say it. Hear that, enemies. But we are risen. Say it. I need you to look at me 71 years old, healthy. I am not sick in my body. And I don't take meds. I do take some vitamins. Sometimes all this depletion of uh, all this running I do. And I'm a bicycler. I, bike a lot as well uh, so but, I, but I, just, I just don't have that problem it's got to do with choices Holy Ghost I need you to need Jesus I need you to be converted to the fact that you need Jesus I'm telling you, I also have a degree and I also am a smart individual and I can do anything. I'm a pilot. I'm a diver. I ride everything. Anything's got a motor, I can drive it. I'm serious. I like knowledge. I like doing things nobody else can do. I like it. But I'm telling you, only God can do the things I'm explaining to you. So there was a phone call, and this lady, this guy, he was a, uh, he's, uh, he's over uh, like a superintendent of schools. 
very educated fellow. He's a good man. I've been knowing him since he was 14 years old. Now he's got grandkids. I've been in my life a long time. And he gives me a call. He says, I need you, David. I said, done. You hear me? I don't have to know what it is. It's not relevant. What's relevant is Jesus' key. He said, my wife is dying, David. I said, no, sir. I reject that idea. He said, when can you get here? And I gave him a date. He said, all right, we'll be waiting. I went there. She's a teacher. He's a superintendent. And I get there. And his brother is a doctor. And there's lawyers there and engineers. And I go roll in. Boom, me. I said, where's my baby girl at? And she comes out. Of course, you know how they look when they got the cancer thing. She rolled up on me. I said, what are you doing, baby? She said, I've been waiting on you. I said, well, here I am. See, it's good to be needed. Hear me? I'm not indispensable. I'm not disposable. I'm not any of those things. I'm not any of those things. I am a son of God and I am needed on this planet. But I am needed to be a son of God, not a good friend. You don't need a friend. You need the sons and daughters of Zion around you. She grabbed a hold of me and I'm holding her. He comes, a whole bunch of the family and they're all bawling. You just got to stand there and weep with them for a minute. Because you love these people, right? I mean, it's real. I mean, it ain't, it's, an, it's a strong emotion. Man, it binds you. I said, you look at me, girl. I said, I know you believe that I can help you. Well, I got to correct you just a little. I'm here to help. The only help's coming from the Lord Jesus Christ. This demon cannot have you. She said, we already talked about it. We knew you was gonna tell us that. (laughs) We need you to be here. I said, I'm here, done. Money, time, prayer, fasting, Jesus, Bible, I'm in. No limits. What about that? What about that? Somebody tell you that in your life. That's why this is so valuable, so important. That's why you gotta walk it through time. You gotta be right. I didn't say it about you being good. I said about you being right. Those are two different things. Because God in you is right. The hope of glory. <laughs> yeah. 
And we started praying, and it got worse and worse. And I mean, she went through every kind of chemo and what's that other stuff? Radiation. I mean, that we paid. I paid so much money. And it don't even sound the same, me saying out of my mouth that I paid money, and here I am praying for her to be healed. Let me tell you something. My walk is different than yours. You can't walk in my shoes, and I ain't going to try to walk yours. But I will walk mine, and mine is helping you. Cost is not the relevant thing. Jesus is. I don't remember them shots. How much were them shots? 60,000 pesos per shot, and, and that's what? How much is that in dollars? 3,000? 3,000 U.S. dollars per shot. That's heavy for anybody. You think I care? Son, I don't give a flying flip. You better listen. Jesus. Now, telling you all that, we went over this battle for a while. It was a while. It was a minute. But I want you to see what it looks like when you win. Is that Okay. Okay, so if you will, shoot that thing up there. Y'all got it, Corbin? Yeah. Okay, shoot that thing up there and turn it up loud. I want them to hear all the tears. Because you got doctors and nurses lined up. Yeah, hear me? All right, there we go. Yeah, I need volume. Let's go. Go ahead. Look. Hey, that's what it sounds like when you win. Cancer free. See the doctors and the nurses. I want you to see it. Normal hospital, normal life. I like winning. It don't happen a lot, but it does. And they called me up and they said, we won. Look at them. Look at the doctors and nurses lined up down through there. Look at them. <laughs> yeah. You can beat it. You can. And she called up. She said, I need you to come. I need to make you some enchiladas for a victory meal. I said, I'll be there. So I went and ate victory enchiladas with them. You hearing me or not hearing me? But we need this to be amplified. Uh, and I am putting pressure on you. Because if you have Jesus in you, this stuff that I'm talking about, you can also do. And you have the same human error that I have, but it can be overcome. Understood or not? It can be overcome. And when I got there this time, and I walk up there, she come flying out of that house. You ought to have seen her healed. And she grabbed me and we danced in the street. 
Gosh, awesome. You ought to win. She's such a good person. Yeah. And we won. And I want you to win. And I want you to help your friends. And I want you to help your enemies. Maybe if I get another chance to talk, well, I'll tell you about one of our enemies. We just had a miracle. Oh, my God, it's scary. I was telling Brother Daniel, it's scary, Daniel. It's impossible. What's happening is y'all don't even have a chart for it. So let's stand up and do something else. You don't have to, baby. You just lay around and get restful. No, you, you're not bothering me, baby. Jesus. Yeah, take all this stuff. Here, I'll put this up here. So what, what I want to do, uh, I don't believe in us very much. I do believe in what's in us a lot. If you want to get on this road that I'm walking, oh boy, is it treacherous. Dangerous. Not long ago, I was sitting in church and in walked 25 cartel soldiers. I thought, well, this is it. <laughs> it wasn't it. Because the comandante brought his baby, twisted, emaciated baby up and said, they told me you could fix my baby. It's a drug baby. I said, where's the mom? She walks up, tatted up. I mean, scary looking woman. And she goes, can you help my baby? I said, yes, ma'am, I can. See, here's your deal. I cannot assure you that I can heal, but can I, I can assure you that the percentages go up when I'm touching them. Understood? That mama gave me her baby, and I mean, these are, these are cartel soldiers now. And I took that baby, and God healed it right in front of us all. Yeah. And all the cartel got saved, all the people, they all got saved. But it's doubtful that it'll be with your kind of salvation. Because you can't get out of a cartel because they'll kill everybody you know. So they have to stay in their job. You just have to get them uh, to get shifted to nonviolent jobs. <laughs> you hearing me or not hearing me? Believe what you want. My, my God's big enough to heal everybody. So what I need you to do is want to step into this kind of unity with God and power. I need you to want the anointing. I need you. Brother Daniel, how do you want to go about it? Does it matter? It doesn't matter? Okay. Then we'll do it the way I know how. Hey, y'all good? <laughs> so who's in charge of this? Okay. Start with something about the blood of Jesus. Is that okay? All right. So I don't know if everybody's saved in here. It seems like assumption would tell me probably. Uh, 
But I, I was in a pastor's meeting in a real famous church, and I talked to the leaders, it was 600 leaders there, and I said, now how many of y'all not saved? 200 people got saved, and they're all supposed to be leaders. Now I'm talking about weird, right? Because <laughs> we assume, right? So I'm not going to do that. If you don't know Jesus, we will pray with you about that. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire, we will pray with you about that. If you want more baptism of fire, we'll work on that. If you need healing in your bodies, we will agree with you on that. If you're just curious, I double dog dare you to come up here. <laughs> so I got something you can't wash off. <laughs> Holy Ghost. So I really, you see how relaxed I seem to you? Son, I am one tense joker. And I bless you I'm not here to hurt anybody. I just come out of a war zone and I probably seem a little bit tense to you. It's cause I am. So if you need Jesus in some capacity, we'll take a minute and pray with y'all if y'all want to. I don't know how you want to do it, Joseph. All right, this time we'll just stack up here and get messy. I don't care. Hey, 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 little girl. Holy Ghost. See, it really bothers people because I'm a human and I take care of my great-granddaughter, you know, and love her so much. Because I'm supposed to be some, you know, hyped-up spirituality thing that don't see families and that. Holy Ghost. Whoa! I didn't even see y'all. Snuck right up on me. So we're going to need some people so somebody don't fall and bump their head or something, okay? You good? Bodyguard person? Holy Ghost. So I'd prefer if you didn't keep up with me if you kept up with the Holy Ghost. Alrighty. In the name of Jesus, so y'all do whatever it is you come to do. Have at it. Okay? Do your best. It'll be fine. Holy Ghost. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's pray for some of these folks. Here you go. Corbin, take this.